Thank you so much for being here on the next episode. Learn, grow, do, repeat with Jamie Tatino. Look, I created this podcast to be able to give back, connect with like-minded people, people like you, people like me, who are out there chasing those goals, chasing those dreams and turning them into a reality. Be sure to like, comment and share at the end of the episode. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Again, thank you for being here. Let's get into it. Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode, Learn, Grow, Do, Repeat with Jamie Tatino. Now, today, we are going international. We have a guest joining us from another country, also known as New Zealand. We have an incredible woman who has been on a, an incredible health journey herself. Uh, she lost 92 kilos in the space of 12 months and courageously using social media as an accountability partner. Now, I don't know about you, but social media is not one person. Social media is millions of people. So massive uh, props to that. As her weight was starting to drop off, her, her following and engagement was starting to increase. Uh, and then, you know, across Facebook, Instagram, it just really started to, to, to really grow so big and to now be, you know, reaching over 500,000 people. Uh, and you know what? She's a published author, a businesswoman. We have the incredible Simone Anderson. Welcome, Simone. Hi, it's so nice to be here. And what an introduction. I'm feeling like all blushed in the cheek. Oh. <laughs> well, hey, you've done the work. Um, oh. So congratulations on that. I, I, there's going to be a lot of questions around how you use social media to do what you did uh, and where you're at now. But we're going to get stuck straight into rapid fire. Now, I haven't really prepped you on this. Uh, the listeners know all about it. I've added a few questions in. So are you ready? I'm ready. She's ready. Let's do it, guys. Favorite song right now. Oh no. Um I oh I just honestly I'm just a get in your car and throw on the edge radio station and I like anything. I'm so mainstream it's terrible. Give us um, one song though. Give us one song. I don't I can't even think of something off the top of my head. Uh who do I like at the moment? I really like Kings, a New Zealand artist. His okay. stuff is amazing. So we'll go with Kings. Kings. All right. This next song is gonna uh definitely uh push you back a little bit. Your favorite song you would play in the car when you were 18 years old? Oh my gosh. I am one of these people with a memory that just is not great at all. Well, I loved drum and bass. So it would be drum anything and drum and bass would get me going at 18, I think, because I had these big bass speakers in my boot. And anything <laughs> that could get those cranking, that was me. A big subwoofer at the back yeah. there. Um, favorite song to get pumped up to? Ooh. I have the tiger is always a really Ooh, good one. I did that I like with it. my intro to my boxing fight once. And that <laughs> always gets me going. I like it. I'm the tiger. Favorite movie? I'm not a big movie gal. Um, movies don't get me get me going. I don't really like TV. Um, so I, I seriously, I can watch a movie and I, I enjoy it, but I don't. I'm not one of those. I've never rewatched a movie like. Well, no. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just get past that one. Hopefully you can answer this one. Your favorite book? My favorite book. Uh, that would be my grandmother's book. Uh, oh, amazing. At the ripe old age of 85, she wrote her very first book. Wow. And she finally, she self-published and it's called A Skylark Sings and it's all about her childhood. Amazing. How cool is that? It's In the 80s, book. someone writes their first book, self-published, gets it out there. It's oh, honestly such Incredible. inspiration for her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your favorite color? White. White. Okay. Well, it is very white there. I like it. Your go-to meal? Or would be rice paper wraps. I just love them because you Rice paper dubs. wraps. Yeah. Have you ever had them? <laughs> I have. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's easy. So, don't in Australia, we've got some stuff. I know you're in New Zealand. Oh, we, you I know. know. We got, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got the same sort of stuff. Um, well, the next question is your favorite TV show, but, you know. Oh, if it was a t favorite TV show, something like Good Old Friends or Big Bang Theory, one of yeah, those. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, easy yeah. to watch. Easy, yeah. Your biggest celebrity slash sporting idol growing up? Oh, my celebrity. It was Jennifer Aniston. I loved mm. her. Yeah, I had. I had her hair. Her. Yeah, I just did. I loved her. <laughs> so, what do you love about your idol? She's got beautiful hair. Beautiful hair. I know. <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> one thing that you hate Simone or dislike and you can't say coriander and it doesn't have to be a food okay um untidiness or like unorganization I completely agree completely agree <laughs> uh funniest or craziest thing you've done 
craziest thing probably that I've done was appear on the Tyra Banks show. That was a oh, that's that cool. Forget. That yeah. is really cool. I've got some questions around that later on. Book or audio book? Or audio book girl. Summer or winter? If I had to pick one summer, but I'm definitely okay. a map because I love skiing. So True. okay. Well, fair call. You've got some of the best, yeah, the best spaces to do that, places to oh, do that. So yeah. you know what? It makes sense. Uh, sum up your mindset in one word. Positive. Good. What's something that you haven't done yet that you really want to do? Paragliding. Paragliding. You had that one down patch. Like this is I know it's coming. It's well, coming. we've got a little like to-do list of things that I'd like, those crazy things that I really want to do. And I have ticked off heaps of them, but paragliding still one still of them. There. Okay. There. Proudest moment personally and a proudest moment professionally. Proudest moment personally. Um I think just the, I guess overall, just have being incredibly happy in in my life in terms of, you know, my family unit, having, you know, a partner that I'm through and through in love with uh, and a relationship that I'm incredibly proud of. Amazing. Proudest moment professionally is probably what I'm doing right now, uh, about to launch my very first business. Um, it's petrifying and it's <laughs> scaring me through and through, but we've worked on it for nearly three years now. So oh, wow. it's definitely my proudest. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Good. It's finally coming to fruition. Well done. Well done. Tell us something, Simone, that no one knows about you. Oh, a few people know because I do it on drunk nights out, but I can, <laughs> I can work the splits out wherever, whenever. I can still, I could learn them when I was five and I can still do them, you know. Just rip the splits out. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> A few people know on drunken nights. Is that small? <laughs> that small community people. Small little, you know. That, that, that small. I love it. Um, you can substitute this word for for something else, but your greatest failure that ended up being your best lesson. I've had so many failures in life. Um, I think we first um, Trent and I it was oh, probably four years ago. We started a business, uh, a clothing business, and it failed horrifically. But what we learned in that process of setting up that business um, and just the skills that we used, had taken with us into this next business would be, totally. we've learned so much from that. So Priceless. probably this moment. Yeah, good, good. Uh, if you could choose to have lunch with any one person in the world, you've got a two-hour time limit, who would it be? And the second part of it, where would it be? Oh, anywhere in the world I'm such a family person I can't get enough time with my family uh, and it would probably be my grandparents and just I know granddad loves skiing so probably up the mountain somewhere taking for one more trip Amazing. Uh, they're, they're two people that have impacted my life so much and Incredible. I feel like at this age I actually can't spend enough time with them and mm, it just mm. the thought that they're not going to be here breaks me totally totally yeah good answer good answer what was 10-year-old Simone like? Oh, very similar in so many elements that I am now. Incredibly organized, super competitive, <laughs> um, you know, loud, outgoing, super bubbly. Uh, yeah, just love okay. sports too. Good, good. Second last question. What's one trait or quality, value, belief that you would see consistent across your closest five friends? And one that's probably the most important to you. Drive. Drive. I like it. Last question. It's really big, right? Your favorite superhero. Oh, I'm not <laughs> into superheroes at all. So I'm just going to do like a Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one that came to mind or Batman. I don't know. Are they good ones or bad ones? Oh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a Batman fan. No, yeah. I never really got into Spider-Man personally, but I, uh, I, I definitely love Batman. But we're going to go with Spider-Man because you said that first. Yeah, That's rapid fire. Well done. That Congratulations. Was I, yeah, I'm not sure about that. That really put me on edge. <laughs> Well, that's what we like. We like to start the episode uh, like that. Uh, and again, it gives the listeners something to uh, to hear and learn a little bit more about. But again, like I said earlier, thank you so much for making the time to be here. Um, look, one question. What have you learned about yourself most importantly during COVID? Like what's been that one thing? The one thing that I have probably learned the most is that I am actually quite good at adapting um, and quite good at taking a situation and using it for 
my advantage, I guess. Uh, and I didn't think that was me. Um, mm. I didn't think that I was, because I'm such a person of routine, uh, that I didn't realize that something like COVID could actually push me outside of my comfort zone and make me, challenge me in my thinking and my yeah. way. So yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, definitely the thing that I've yeah. learned about myself is that well actually in a tough situation, I just adapt. Mm, good. And you know what, like you said earlier, you're sort of about to launch a business sort of at the tail end of it, but still a lot of the work would have been done during that time. Yeah, well, we met at the start of COVID. Um, oh, wow. And that's what it's pushed us off that far. But it, it now seeing it from this side of it, in hindsight, there's so many reasons that that happened. It's given us so much more time to work on it and perfect it and get it to a point good. where we're actually, yeah, feel comfortable. Excited. Yeah. Love it. Well done. Well done. Let's take it back. Uh, and I, I, I hit it at the start, part of the intro, you know, such an incredible journey. Uh, and especially your own weight loss journey, but you know, where did it all that be, like begin? Like, you know, when did you say, "Cool, now's the time it's going to actually happen"? Um, again, take us back as far as you you like, uh, yeah. and then yeah, share. It was the 29th of August, 2014, and it was a date I will never, ever, ever forget. And it wasn't a special day; it was a every ordinary day, everything yeah. you can think of. Uh, yeah. I was at the time interning at a friend's jewelry factory. And I, the only reason it sort of came to my head that I was going to figure out what I weighed that day is because they were talking about this big set of commercial scales that they were going to sell the next day. And I, at that point of time, I couldn't actually weigh, I didn't know what I weighed because every household scale, every scale I'd stepped on had said error for about two or three years. I can't quite remember. Uh, so I'd sort of been in this like denial phase, I guess. Um, and I thought, okay, this is my chance. This is my chance to figure out what I weigh. And when everyone went on their lunch break, I snuck down to this big machine and it was one with a little needle on it. And I remember taking off my shoes because of course they weigh something. And I thought, like, well, I'm not going <laughs> to add that to my weight. Like, you know, um, stood on this machine and watching this little needle fit, like flip back. And then it finally landed on a weight and Seeing 169 kgs staring back at me uh, was one of the scariest moments of my whole life. And um, it was a point where I was 23 years old and, you know, that those numbers just don't even seem, seem real. Uh, and I thought, I can't live like this anymore and I have to make a change. I had no friggin' idea what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to attack it. But for me, that number was, it was now not... I couldn't deny it any longer. I couldn't mm. end like I didn't know. I had to face it. Uh, and I just had this, you know, fear of actually not being able to leave my bedroom. You know, what if I get to wow. 30? What if I can't like fit out my bedroom door? Uh, so I went back to the office that afternoon and I was in absolute shock because I was bawling my eyes out and I was sort of in autopilot mode and I got through the afternoon, but in the back of my head, I was thinking, how am I going to do this? And it took me the next like four days of, heaps of tears, heaps of calls to mum, and this sort of realization that in the past, when I'd been the most successful with weight loss is when I'd actually told the most people. And so I thought, okay, I am someone that I like to be held accountable. And the more people I tell, the more likely I am that I will, I'm going to do this. Mm. So I came up with this little idea that if I share this online to my friends and family on social media, that I've got this, you know, and that was terrifying too. I remember I took a photo in a, in a bra and a pair of leggings and all my, my fat rolls were hanging up and I had this post ready to go, but I didn't have the courage yet to, to mm. post it. And that took another few days. And it was the moment I pressed post on this that it, it actually, it seriously felt like a weight had lifted off my shoulders because I could not go back from this. Like I had yeah. literally just admitted what I weighed she had a half naked photo of myself online to every single person in my life. And this is about 800 people on Facebook and Instagram and if everyone that mattered to me and I, I couldn't, you know, pretend like I wasn't going to do this anymore. Um, and I, yeah, I made small changes from there and started sharing things that motivated me or kept me inspired quotes. Uh, I remember sharing mm -hmm. a photo of a new pair of shoes that I'd purchased. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah. you know, go for an hour sort of walk a day and would try and cut out as much processed foods as possible. And over the next two months, I lost 20 kgs and wow. I was, yeah, I was really proud of that. But I would be making breakfast and I'd be thinking about morning tea. I'd, you know, I'd be eating and still thinking about food. Next, it was just yeah. this overwhelming sense of like addiction, but also yeah. 
I was never satisfied. I'd stretch my stomach to such a huge point that I could just eat and eat and eat. Yeah, and yeah. food was just always on my mind. So I started researching different options and what was out there. And it was actually weight loss surgery that I stumbled across and, you know, started delving deeper into. And mum set up a, a one-on-one chat with an older friend of hers who'd had the bypass surgery. And sitting down with her and seeing how it had changed her life at, at nearly 70 years old, and thinking I'm only 23, like this could be what I what I need to change my totally. life. And yeah. basically, the the surgery I decided that was the best for me, and what the surgeon ended up going with was um, gastric sleeve surgery. So it's basically where they remove a large portion of your stomach, meaning you get fuller faster. And I liked that idea that you still had normal breakdown of food, and Correct. nothing was rewired in you. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah, I I booked a, a meeting with um, the weight loss surgery specialist here in Auckland and I remember sitting down with him at the end he was like right you want to go away and think about this and I remember thinking no like I know this is for me I know if I can get this food you know if I can feel full like a normal person that I'm eating while I'm exercising I've got this and I was like when's your next available surgery (laughs) and he said three weeks time and booked it in from there Uh, and that was the start of another huge leg of my journey and at the time weight loss surgery was not something that was commonly talked about online in fact it was actually shunned and it was people would call you know it was the easy way out and I remember sharing this and the feedback I got was overwhelmingly negative and there wasn't support for it yeah but I knew that this is what I needed I tried for Mm. 10 years in my life every diet under the sun Mm -hmm. uh, and I was so sure of my decision and I wasn't going to let anyone make me feel bad about this decision. Like I sort of viewed it, you know, if a smoker gives up smoking using a patch, you don't call them a failure or a cheat. So true. You know? Like, so yeah. why if you're overweight true. and you are having weight loss surgery, why is that the easy way out? It's a tool to help you, but you still need to change your life and your habits totally. and yeah. everything. Um, Lifestyle needs to adapt to that. Like you can't just, you know, just sit on the couch and be like, oh, hey, I'm done. Yeah, everything. You, yeah. Uh, it's going to go back to exactly where you were otherwise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, I shared that whole leg of my journey. And over the next, it was oh, 10 months, I lost maybe nine months. I'd lost 84.5 kgs in a year. Uh, so I got to my goal of losing half my body weight in a year. And then it took me another couple of months to get to where I pretty much am today. And I've been maintained it. Well done. Uh, so well yeah, done. Money to in total. Incredible. So that's a little over, overview of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. That's incredible. For, for you, like, even though you saw the number on the scale before that, was it like you sort of said, it just didn't exist. So it wasn't real. Like you didn't know. So it didn't matter. Or did you know that there was like, I need to do something about this? but it was just easier to say, well, I don't even know how much it actually really is. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, I, I knew I was overweight, but yeah. I didn't know quite how overweight I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I never had the full realization, mm. but I definitely, it was something like over the years, I, I tried to lose weight. I would of go course. on diets and I was, I was really good on diets. Like mm. I could stick to it and I'd lose weight and then I'd stop the diet and I'd start living again mm. and the weight would pile back on and more. So it, it's not something I didn't, Think I was skinny and you know I had of no problem. Yeah, 100%, I yeah. Like, knew I had a weight issue, but I hadn't quite admitted fully in my head mm. how ex- to the extent that my weight issue was. I yeah. mean, I was morbidly obese at 23 yeah. years old. Like yeah, that yeah. a huge amount. And yeah. I was struggling to walk and get upstairs, let alone, you know, like get through a full day. So correct. Yeah. yeah I had huge yeah. limitations. Yeah, good. Did you, you know, leading up to that? Like, what was your lifestyle like? Because the reason I'm going to ask like some of these questions is because there might be people out there listening who who listen to it and be like, yeah, I can relate to Simone's, you know, journey. What was like those, you know, was it every time you tried that you got better at the the, the diet or the weight loss or the, or the different thing? Was it every time you did it, you got better at it? And then slowly, slowly, you just sort of found that sweet spot and then you sort of brought everything together, whether it be from surgery, whether it be from education around food, whether it be education around training. Like what, or maybe that one moment, like you said, on the 29th of August, what was it for you in the build up to it that yeah, really well, helped you? Obviously with different diets, they are, they're not maintainable long-term. And I think that's what I'd always done. I'd done these diets that short-term worked really well, but long-term they're just not maintainable. And yeah, uh, so okay. what I knew that this time I had to do is whatever changes I made, there had to be changes that I could keep up for the rest of my life. So for the first time in my life, 
when I went, you know, I changed my lifestyle. I didn't go on a diet. I didn't cut out any food groups. So I didn't say you're never eating chocolate ever again, or you can't have breads or carbs or champagne. (laughs) I I allowed all of that in my diet, but in moderation, which don't get me wrong, was not easy to begin with. Um, Trying to find moderation when you're, you know, you're used to eating a block, two blocks of chocolate, you know, and having one piece of dark chocolate is like, what is that? (laughs) You know, that's nothing. It's like a shaving. It's like a shaving of two blocks. (laughs) Absolutely. But it was that actually being like, what can I maintain for the rest of my life? Like what is achievable for the rest of my life? I didn't want to live the next 60 years with, with no chocolate. You know, mm. to me, that's not living. So totally. finding <laughs> work for me. And, yeah. and it's going to be different for everyone as well. Where did you get that mindset from to sort of say, what can I do that's going to last forever? Well, I, I just seeing how much I had failed in the past with diets mm. and the realization I think just through where culture and society had gone as well like we had a fad diet culture and then mm. over time it did shift to a maintainable more balanced lifestyle Agreed. and I think the so education around that um mainly probably through social media actually and realizing that hey look actually you know this diet it's I, I don't want to do short slim for the rest of my life I don't want to yeah. do weight watches for the rest of my life yeah. but what can I do yeah to find my happy medium. Yeah. Uh, so I think probably just naivety as a teenager um, and also <laughs> you, diet culture becoming not a thing anymore. Correct. And it's, it's actually, you know, now even me personally thinking about it around that, you know, 2014, 2015, you know, that's when I did my, I did a bodybuilding comp. Yeah. And I remember then it was all about the diets. It's, it was all these different things in the, in the magazines and all these fitness magazines as well. Oh, you got to eat like this and you got to train like this and you got to do this. Uh, whereas you know, I'm not really in that you know space as much anymore. But maybe I'm not surrounding myself with it. But I don't really see much of that anymore. It's a bit more of that holistic. It's more of that lifestyle. It's more what can we do to long term make yeah. change? Yeah. What can we do to sustain that? What would you say was your biggest challenge, Simone, during that time? Even you know before that date, and then even on that you know next twelve month journey. Like what would you say was your biggest challenge? I had so many challenges. Uh, probably number one would be my addiction to sugary, sweet mm. foods that gave me that instant energy. So whether it was a quick carb fix that would make me feel fueled up in the morning, even if I crashed an hour later, that addiction to those yeah. sort of foods was incredibly hard to overcome. Mm. Uh, I found that I, was, I wasn't I was getting that peak in my energy like I was used to, that I was more sort of mellow with it. And I found that hard to come to terms with. Uh, and probably people's judgments around how I was choosing to attack it um, and everyone having a view and an opinion. And I, mm. I'm a people pleaser to a T and realizing that actually I could never please everyone and mm. that I had to do what was right for me. And actually most of the people that were judging me the most had never ever struggled with being morbidly obese or yeah. let alone even had a weight issue. Um, yeah. So that was, probably the hardest thing to come to terms mm. with was realizing that I, I won't be able to please everyone in this journey. 100%. And that's actually okay. Totally. Totally. I guess we're on our own journey and you know, your journey is your journey. If I don't get it, well, that's okay. Cause it's not my journey. Totally. Uh, all I can do is support you and say, Hey, keep going. I like that. Hey guys, Jamie here. I want to quickly check in and let you know that Momentum, the live virtual event is on again. After the first one we had and such a great response, so many people getting so much out of it, I thought, hey, let's do it again. So this time, I've decided to partner up with Brooke Belinovich, Australia's number one Instagram trainer for businesses and influencers. If that's you, if you're looking for some more motivation, some more clarity, some more, you know what, what's next in my life? and you also want to start dominating social media, now's the time to jump on. Momentum, the link will be in the show notes. Go there, register, and I'll see you there. That decision to go online and sort of say, I know you sort of mentioned earlier, you know, the best result you got was from when you actually told people. Mm-hmm. Instagram at the time, social media, you know, 2014 was big. Definitely not what it is now. How did you, like one, your idea, okay, cool, maybe I'll put it on social media, but two, I know you said it took four days, but that idea to go online and, and make the whole, you know, your 800 followers, your accountability partner, like where did that come from? And and like, how did you get through that? Like that for me, like even I'm thinking like, I don't even know if I could do that. Yeah. Well, at the time it wasn't really not, wasn't really a job for many people. Or I didn't know that it was, it was, you know, something that everyone just shared their life on. Mm. Um, and I mean, there are a few people doing YouTube, I guess, but for me it was, 
honestly just a way of being like if I share this I have to do it like mm-hmm. there was no turning back uh, and I I love taking photos I loved being creative with content anyway like I remember I, I was doing flat lays before flat lays were cool and I remember at my 21st birthday I one of the things everyone pulled me out for and like gave me grief for was how many selfies I took like I just <laughs> It was something I just enjoyed. So it just actually felt quite natural for me because mm. I I was already doing it. I was always yeah. sharing a lot of just basic stuff in my life. Uh, and so that decision was like, oh, well, if I can make this weight focused or, you know, then hopefully this will keep me accountable and make me want to mm. achieve this mm. goal even more. Mm. But honestly, I, it was it was truly selfish. Like there was no other reason behind it other than knowing that if I, all these people that I was, they would ask me how I was going, what I was up to, you know, and they'd, they'd know if I was doing it or not. And that was a huge, huge thing for me. There's nowhere to hide then. There's nowhere to hide. There's no excuses. Yeah. So you didn't go into it with the idea of motivating anyone, inspiring anyone else. It was purely sort of like what you, like what you just said. It's, it's like, this is for me. Oh, a hundred percent. There was absolutely no inch of it that was for anyone else or thinking that even anyone else would be remotely interested in. Mm. I remember when I had the first like friends of friends start following and I honestly thought, what the F? Like, <laughs> why do they, why? I thought that's so bizarre. And then you've got friends of friends, mums and uncles and dads. And it's like, this is just blowing my mind. I don't get it. Like, why do they care? And then I sort of like, you know, after like four four months and I got to over 10,000 followers and I was like, wow, there must be something in this. People must like what I'm yeah. sharing. And I sort yeah. of, that was a point for me where I was like, oh, okay, people are obviously taking something from this. And that was quite cool because I was sharing recipes that I would come up with. Um, I was yeah. sharing just things that, that kept me inspired and me motivated. And I thought, oh, this, you know, other people are obviously resonating with this too. And that, yeah. that was quite a cool feeling. But initially it was, I did not get it. I didn't know why anyone else <laughs> would want to follow what I was up to, you know? Incredible. And I think that's probably the powerful part about it as well is that you didn't go out there thinking, hey, I want to gain a following off the back of this. You know, you purely just went out there and said, this is for me. I'm going to do what I need to do. And because you were yourself so authentically, I guess people just jumped on the bandwagon and said, hey, let's follow Simone. Let's support Simone. Let's, and like you said, I'm sure there was some hate that comes with it because that's everywhere and that's anything you do but there's obviously a much larger percentage of people who are like let's you know let's get behind this and let's learn a thing or two like oh wow how cool is that recipe or how good is that exercise or whatever you might have you know walked somewhere or hiked somewhere um and it might have inspired someone what was your you know what was your you know what was your motivation your drive during that time to get up every day and do it like what was your thing i know you said you had a number what was it like was there something every day that you thought about and said this is why i'm doing it for me it was knowing that one day i wanted to start a family and i wanted to Mm. have children and i mean i had no partner at this point it wasn't about that but it was about the fact that i knew at that weight and at that age and where i was i would never be able to have children uh and i've i've always dreamt of raising a family and so that was my my why uh, but I'd also rather than sort of relying on motivation because it, we don't wake up every day motivated. We don't wake up every day inspired because we, you know, it's like a roller coaster. It's constantly changing and evolving. And as I decided to set myself up routines and habits, and this is something that I was very, very firm on. And even I remember in the middle of winter, I, you know, I'd still get up, go for my swim, uh, get to the pool, be freezing before and after, but I would go and it was just, I created a habit and I stuck to it and I wouldn't let myself get out of this habit. I mean, I, I also promised myself, I was young and social that I wouldn't give that up. But if I went out with friends that night, I had to get up the next day and still do my exercise, whatever it was. And it was that it was just forcing myself initially, like absolutely forcing myself. I didn't want to, I didn't feel like it. I was tired. I was lethargic. It, it didn't feel natural or right, but within time you sort of, it just became something that I did totally. and I didn't think about it anymore. Yeah. And that was a really bizarre point. And I was like, ah, oh, how did I even get here today? <laughs> you were yeah. there and you were yeah, doing yeah, yeah. it. You're just, halfway through swimming or halfway through yeah. exercising. How did I get here? hundred percent. Totally. You, you know, you get out of the pool, you're like, oh, I did it. And I didn't really even think about that today. Yeah, that was yeah. Good, good. And I guess that skill as well, you know, serves you so much more, even outside of, you know, getting up and exercising, 
but that ability to build habits and routines and just to get things done when you probably don't really want to do it, especially now, you know, like I said, around the business journey, um, you know, and, and anything else really in life, not everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. You sort of need to sometimes just buckle up and uh, dig the heels in and get it done. You, you sort of mentioned there, you know, so slowly after four or so months, you, you know, reach 10,000 followers, et cetera, et cetera. When did you sort of, I know the word influence is sort of thrown around a lot, but when did you sort of realize that, wow, maybe I can reach people. Maybe I can influence people. Maybe I can pass it on. Yeah, well, I, I don't think it clicked for a, a, quite a while. I remember it was probably 10 months in, a company reached out to me and offered to send me a packet of biscuits. And it was my first time with any of them. I was like, oh, that's that's bloody cool. Sure. <laughs> and it was a couple of oat, oat biscuits. And I remember yeah. talking about them and chatting about them. And then I had another company that was, oh, I'd love to send you a T-shirt. And I said, like, oh, cool, thank you. And post about the T-shirt. And they said, oh, you sold 180 T-shirts for us in that post. And I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. And I remember chatting to my godmother and she said, like, how's, you know, how's the online stuff going? I was like, oh, I love it. It's fun. That's, you know, I was nannying at the time. It's just a hobby. Yeah. And sort of talked to her about what, you know, the T-shirt and how many I'd sold. And she was like, how much did you charge them? I was like, what do you mean? So how much did you charge for that? I said, nothing. I got a T-shirt. And she was like, that's a, you know, powerful form of marketing. Why are you not charging? And that sort of sat with me. And I was like, oh, she's she's silly. There's no money in this. I don't get what she's on about. Um, and then it sort of started happening more and more and more. And she kept hounding me. She kept saying, you know, she'd absolutely hound me. She was like, you need to be charging for this. This is absolutely ridiculous. And I think with time and just seeing the impact that a post would have, not necessarily with even a product, but a recipe and seeing how many people would then reshare that recipe creation, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, there is some sort of power in this and some right. sort of influence. And it, I guess it just slowly, really slowly over years and months, I guess, initially, yeah. it, it clicked in my head that actually what you're doing does have some sort of influence over over people. And yeah, yeah it was it was a scary realization actually, because it made me think a lot more about what I was posting. Cause if I was posting mm. something and people were resharing, it had an impact on their lives. And it made me really want to make sure that what I was posting was something that was of value, that was uplifting, and that wasn't mm. going to be detrimental in any way. Um, and yeah. yeah. and it made me think about even just certain words that I'd say online and how I would approach things and that I wouldn't want to offend certain people if I said something wrong. So it definitely it got my brain ticking in lots of different different facets, really. Yeah. yeah. Did you did it? Because again, that's probably one of the things that most people don't really think about. I want to become an influencer. I want to get stuff sent to me. I want to have millions of followers. I want to do all this cool stuff. But then they probably don't really think about. Well, like you sort of said, you have to start really thinking. What can I say? What can I post? Where can I go? Where can't I go? Can I say this? Can I not say this? Can I stand here? Can I? There's so much more to it. Was that, like you said, that was a bit of a challenge even on the back of that? Like any tips for anyone out there is like, you know what? I actually want to get into this whole influencer thing. Everyone knows the positive sides. Is there some things that maybe we should share with them that are like, well, you need to know this because this is actually going to be real when you start moving through the ranks. Yeah, I think when if it is something that you want to do, full-time or have as part of your life it it really does in a way unless you're just going to be absolutely out the gate with everything that you do you it does put limitations on on a lot of what you do um because you are criticized and judged for everything that comes out of your mouth um so you end up sort of filtering yourself i guess a little bit um to you know and what i do because i would never want to offend or hurt anyone. And that's where my filter comes from. Um, I still want to be absolutely authentically me online. Uh, What you see is what you get. It's, you know, someone meets me in the street and they go, wow, you really are the same person online. And that's something that I hold really close to my heart because I would hate for there to be this facade online. Agreed. It makes me think, oh shit, who's that? Boring, you know, whatever. I, yeah, I just think that it comes with a, a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Uh, you have people that look up to you, that admire you, uh, that take your word as sort of gospel. And I, you need to take that seriously because you can impact lives. And I think it's a responsibility that you have to know it, it is there. And yeah, I, I take it incredibly seriously. And I would never want anyone to be sort of led in the wrong direction. And, you Correct. know, there's a few things I won't talk about because of that and because I don't want to have influence on certain things uh, in lives. So. Yeah. 
it's yeah. a lot to think about. I'm, I'm glad we like sort of brought that up because then I'm guessing there would be, you know, now you've got what, 313,000 followers online on Instagram alone. There's going to be people that follow you that are like, I want to do what she does. You know, I want to get to that level. And I'm glad we're, you know, discussing this because then they need to know this. Like people need to know that it's not just sunshine and rainbows. It's not just events. It's not just all these things sent to your house. There is responsibility that comes with it, you know, oh, and absolutely. a lot of it. I spend six, if not eight hours, every single day responding to messages. Right. Uh, I engage with my community and they, Amazing. the reason I do what I do is because of my community. So they, mm. that is something I put at the forefront of what I do. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's you, are, because I talk about so many different topics in life, um, you are hearing some of the most challenging situations some people are going through. And to reach out to someone for me, online I think takes a lot of balls and if 100%. I want to respond to that I find that incredibly hurtful and mm -hmm. um, so I, I make it a priority and I make it something that I do every day yeah. it, it's a huge responsibility I you okay. know really have had to set boundaries and around my phone um in terms of how I view it I, I don't use social media for my own enjoyment at all because I'm on it so much for work that it yeah. would just become all consuming and I, totally. I don't want to be on my phone 24 yeah. seven. Um, but it is, you've got, you've got people that really look up to you and there's, yeah, there's free moisturizers, but there's also a massive <laughs> responsibility to totally. your audience and to 100%. creating content and I don't know, just even ideas about life that are actually going to help and uplift and actually make a difference in people's lives and it's it's 24 7 you, you don't really switch off and when you're out in public you you get recognized everywhere you are like I can't go on a night out with my girlfriends without having 30 to 50 photos taken so that's a you know I I no longer get drunk in public or have you know more than a couple of drinks because <laughs> yeah. of because of that, that kind of thing so there's yeah. it's a lot more than just posting mm. a picture online and signing off I love what you said there like yeah, you get all the free moisturizers but there's just so much more to it it's yeah, so true. I think people look at and you know they see this really glamorous side of it and there mm. are incredible benefits of what I do you know the travel opportunities and who I get to meet and there's so many amazing Sweet. things but there's it's a full-time job and I think yeah. people forget that and people yeah. don't see the because you don't share that side of it because mm. it's not the glamorous side and people don't want to see you sitting down how are you meant to show you re responding to emails for six totally. hours totally. no one sees that side of it and no one sees the like the hard yards that go into it um so it, yeah i think you just have to think of the overall yeah. picture but also think of what you've got to share you know why are you wanting to do mm. it if it's for the free moisturizer i really advise people to to rethink because yeah. you're not in it for the right reasons and you're yeah. never going to enjoy it long term either yeah. because it comes yeah. with a lot more responsibility <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and, and that's what like i said earlier i think for you that's why why it's been such a successful journey and why it's been such a lasting journey is because you went into it as selfish as it sounds, but it was purely there for you to go on your journey. And then just as a secondary gain, people were following you because they got something out of it. And then you finally got 10 months later, some biscuits sent here. Yeah. You know, totally. so, you know, in a way, like that's how it happened. It was just like, I'm here to promote, like, not promote, but I'm here to put myself out there and say, Hey, keep me accountable. And then 10 months later, someone's like, Hey, I'll send you some biscuits and I'll send you the t-shirt. And then, then it starts to build. I like that. You know, on that topic, and you said there, it's sort of, you know, you got to meet some incredible people. Like, what are some of the amazing opportunities for you that has come from building a name, building a brand? It almost is like a business. Like, it is a business. Like, you have to respond to emails. You have to engage with customers. You have to market and brand yourself. You have to sell yourself. Like, not sell yourself, sell yourself. But you know what I mean? Like, as in, like, business. You have to sell a product or a service. Yeah. Uh, you have to put yourself out there. What has been some of the opportunities for you that it's really been like, wow, like, this is incredible? Oh, it, it honestly endless. Um, one of the most amazing opportunities I've had uh, was Warner Brother Pictures. They flew Trent and I over to the UK, uh, and we got immersed in this amazing horror situation that they filmed. And it was to promote one of their latest movies. Um, from there, we went to Paris for a few days. It was just uh, un unreal that this is something that's wow. even on the radar of <laughs> what we get to do. And I got to go with my best friend, and we got to you know, experience some pretty incredible things. Uh, I travel all over New Zealand and I speak at different events. And that's something that I absolutely love because for me, I'm a people person. So mm, mm. getting to meet and engage with my audience is huge. And that, that for me, I leave, I, I get petrified and scared every time. <laughs> but I also love it because I get to engage with, with yeah. 
basically the faces behind the screen and actually get to meet these people in real life. Mm. And mm. yeah, it's incredible the connections that we have instantly because sometimes we've talked for, you know, often up to like four or five years and meeting this person and they honestly, most of the time break down in tears instantly. It's just this like moment where they're getting to meet someone that they feel like they're really connected with in person. And it, it, it's amazing. Um, and I love, I love that side of my job is actually meeting the people I talk to on a daily Correct. basis. Correct. I think that is definitely probably one of the biggest positives out of social media is the fact that you can connect pretty much with anyone and everyone. Oh, extreme everywhere we travel, I will have someone message me that's like, oh, you know, like you're in my hometown or, you know, like, and you actually get to meet the most incredible. They'll yeah. be like, come here and meet for a coffee and you'll head over and you just, you get to connect with so many different people. Um, How cool is that? Awesome. Yeah. That, that's definitely one of the benefits of it for sure. You mentioned earlier that earlier the Tyra Bank show, like, how why what, were you freaking out like oh, tell, tell me about it <laughs> this story is pretty wild um so i had shared a photo uh, a before photo and an after photo and i exposed all my loose skin on my stomach and this photo went very very viral like huffington post daily mail and it, it grew my page a hundred thousand people nearly overnight and um, wow. it was insane and i was called up by radio stations in ireland and i was you know doing interviews at three in the morning uh and it was just incredible uh, i then had a surgeon in the states reach out to me who offered to fly me to the states um, and perform skin removal surgery on my stomach for me and this was something that I never thought I would be able to afford, never thought would be a possibility for me and was just absolutely, it was a huge, huge thing, but it was also terrifying. Um, I went to yeah the States on my own uh, and I actually didn't know whether there was going to be a surgeon or a team that would meet me at the other end. And there was a whole totally. PR team and cameras and everything. And I was like, okay, good. This is real. <laughs> totally. I've gone to the States for no I've reason. I've been catfished. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and it was an amazing experience. And when I was over there, um, the PR team did a little bit of work and ended up, I was on Fox News and a few different things to help grow his surgery at the same time. Mm, mm. And then this is when Tyra Banks's producers got a hold of, you know, the story. And they, I had about 20 different people via my Instagram, Facebook, email, all from her team, try and get in touch with me. And I had just undergone my skin removal surgery. So I was so friggin' out of it on drugs um, <laughs> it seemed you know seemed so crazy and surreal but I remember chatting to my student I was like oh can't believe it my, you know Tyra Banks has offered to fly me to LA I was in Phoenix um to appear on the show he was like you can't fly on your own and I was like no that's you know it's just an opportunity that was there he was like but if I go with you then that's safe and we you know we can make it work <laughs> and I, you know he offered he came with me to the surgeon did the surgeon wow one of the top surgeons in the States wanted to fly with me so I could have this opportunity and um, came on the Tyra Bank show with me. Um, and yeah, it was, it was so bizarre because I was only five days post-op and I was on so many different pain medications that it actually felt like this weird dream. Like it's yeah, yeah. real. And I remember like walking onto the set and they played this video of my journey from start to finish. And it was the first time I'd seen my journey as sort of a whole picture and I remember watching it sort of like it was watching someone else's journey and just crying and bawling my eyes out and the makeup team was like oh my god what's this bad guy's doing commercial 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 let's yeah, touch yeah, up makeup. So they're like, my face down and then I sort of like model out onto onto stage all my bandages and everything and um, and it, you just see me I'm sort of in shock there's one point where someone like taps me on the shoulder and it's like, oh good job and I, I'm sort of like Who's that touching me? And I'm, I'm just all over the show, but it's just the funniest thing to watch back. And well I done. It was one of the most amazing experiences. How good is that? So that, again, did that just sort of happen that before and after post? Was that a more of a recent? Was that like a repost? Was that like a live sort of thing? Or oh, this is where I was, this is where I'm at now? Yeah, it so, was very much live and it, it just yeah. went, went crazy. And I think, again, it was that vulnerability at the time. Yeah. There's not many people that were sharing that sort of thing online. There's not many people that were sharing cellulite and loose skin and, you know, the sort of mm. the pits of, of extreme weight loss. So I think that rawness was something it actually shocked. So, like it shocked people. It, it provoked so much emotion. And I think that's why that that post at that time did really well. Whereas really now 
the internet is sort of bombarded with with all of that sort of thing and it, it's totally. not really a shock anymore we're sort of yeah. more immune to it again did you think that was going to happen or you again we're just being totally vulnerable it's like hey this is where i was this is where i'm at now yeah this well, is I the reality of it myself from the get-go that i would share not only the highs of my journey but also all the lows and the hard points and the you know the the actual reality of extreme weight loss and so for me, no, I, I had no idea that would go viral. I didn't know <laughs> why I intended it to the yeah. post. It was yeah. very much just sharing well done. the actual reality of what extreme weight loss looked like. Um, and yeah. That's incredible. That's that. incredible. Amazing. Yeah. And, and again, like that's why even like the more and more that you speak about it, it's like, it's more and more deserved. It's more and more, you know, you've earned this. You have gone through your own journey. You have had to do some of the hardest, you know, have to get up and swim every single morning. You know, you've had to suffer, you know, withstand the hate, you know, on that, any tips for anyone out there who, whether they've got hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers, or maybe they've got five followers, it doesn't really matter how many followers you got, you know, if they are like for you, how do you handle the, the hate, the negativity, the, the people that just think that their opinion is somewhat valid because they don't even really, how do you handle that? Like, and for someone out there, like any tips, any advice? Yeah, well, like you're saying, I think it it doesn't really differ whether you've got five followers or whether you've got 5,000 or 500,000. We all experience criticism, uh, whether it's online or in real life. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's actually up to you how you handle these comments and what you, what you do with them. Um, mm, and mm. it's not easy. Like I still read comments that, you know, make me feel a bit uneasy, but what I sort of view it as is this is my little online space. Like this is my world and what I've created. And as much as it's a public space, I don't need to put up with nasty comments or opinions. I just don't. It's like you wouldn't open your front door and have someone scream at you and yell abuse True. and then invite them in and sit mm. on the couch and offer them yeah. a cup of tea. You just wouldn't. You'd shut yeah. the door in their face. Yeah. Yeah. And you've yeah. got that same opportunity online. There are so mm. many amazing tools now. Um, you know, there's block, there's hide, there's even restrict mode, which means that they still think they're on your page, but they're the only ones that can comment and write and they're the only ones that see it. It's my best friend. Um, and that way they don't create a, another account to continue to harass you because they still think they are, Correct. but no one can see it. So yeah. it's just, I put people on restrict all the time. It's great. And they just sort of sit there writing their nasty comments to themselves and no uh, one And they go to nowhere. They just go they into go the... nowhere. So that's <laughs> a really good tip for me. Um, and it's also realizing, I think what I like to think about is what sort of, do you know anyone in your life that would sit there on the internet, seek out a stranger go out of their way to send a comment or a message. I can't tell you one person in my life that would Agreed. do that, not one Agreed. person. Um, so I sort of think that this is a really certain type of person and to feel the need to do this, that person is, they're not living a life they're happy with, they're not feeling yeah. fulfilled yeah. and therefore they're taking their frustration, their hurt, their anger, their uncomfort out on you and that is not your burden to carry Correct. and you can just get rid of that comment and you mm. can hide it and you don't mm. need to take that on um i feel like anyone that is in that situation they're the one that needs to look at themselves and you know it's that's not your responsibility to, to make that that happen and i think mm. the easiest thing is actually not to engage this is what they're seeking they're seeking a fight they're seeking this engagement and i i just don't, refuse to give them the time of day um so hide the comment delete it block it whatever i need to do and really move on as quickly as possible. But there's yep. certain times where that's not always possible. Um, and I have to really think, how am I going to get my mental health to a really good spot right now? And often it's a walk out in some fresh air. Um, it's some phone-free time. It's some journaling, gratitude. It's yep. cuddling my dog. Um, yeah. It's something yeah. that makes me yeah. feel feel good. Uh, yeah. And it, it's not always easy. But yeah, it's it's not your fault. And you're not the reason. Correct. You're Correct. not the fault. Uh, and I like what you sort of said there. It's, it's not you know, always easy. And it's not meant to be a walk in the park where you just press block or you press delete or because you've read that, like it, it's, you know, you've seen it, you've thought about it, you've had that response to it. At the start for you, when it became sort of organically just grew, how did you handle that? Because again, I want to sort of give it, give some piece of advice for someone who's just getting started, who maybe doesn't have the mindset and the, the time in it like you do now, maybe they're in their first six months of building a brand, building a name, and they're getting a few little pieces coming at them from different angles, from different people, sort of negativity. If it's the first few times that they're experiencing it, 
Do you remember what you did or what would you, is it the same sort of? No, it's not. I would read them and I would read that comment over and over and over and I would cry and I'd get upset. It would keep me up at night. I'd have sleepless nights. I would feel sick. I wouldn't be able to go out in public. I would, it would make me feel really, really uncomfortable. And that's something that I don't advise anyone to do. Reading it again and again and again, it's not good for anyone's mental health. And it's not, it's not like you grow People say you grow a thicker skin. I don't think you do. I think we're humans and we feel emotion and we things hurt us. It's but we have better coping mechanisms. Yeah. So rather than reading that comment and then stewing over it and reading it again and thinking, is that who I am or is that the message I'm portraying? I actually think you know your message, you know what you're doing, you know why you're online, and you know that none of those things are true. And I like to remind myself of actually who I am my morals, my values, and go forward from there because none of them are trying to hurt anyone. They're yeah. not trying to bring anyone down. They're not trying to be of any detriment to anyone. And, it is, you know, I truly am doing something because I feel like I've got the best intentions. Yeah. But I think so good. we learn as we as we go, though, and we learn as we grow. Um, and it's not going to be easy from the get-go. Like, I, yeah. I didn't have it down, Pat, five years ago. <laughs> um, I had a horrible coping coping. <laughs> often it took you know my partner to be like do you know this person do they know you why are you letting this opinion of a stranger bother you so much like Mm -hmm. everyone that knows you they know you they know what you stand for they know how amazing you are and your values and your morals um but yeah I would just say not to sue over it to try and block and delete get it out of your sight and the minute I do that I often actually forget about it quite quickly yeah yeah it's I can't even remember what the uh, last nasty comment someone said. Correct. It sort of went in and then straight out because it went so quickly, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, and the best thing about like what you said there is it doesn't matter what level you get to, it's going to be there and it doesn't go away. If anything, it probably gets more as it grows bigger and bigger, but I guess you just get better at handling it. Like you said, you get the better coping mechanisms. You just get better at taking it in and throwing it out just as quick. Um, you know, again, so if you're out there and you're listening or, or watching and you, and you are getting a little bit of it at the moment, just know that unfortunately it's going to probably keep happening and it's probably only going to get bigger, but you're going to also get better at handling it. Uh, and then you'll also be able to then pass it on to other people out there who will eventually come to, you, you know, someone like yourself and say, Hey, how do you do it? Um, so, you know, I, I love what you're doing and I, and you know what, following you online as well is, is you are the exact same person, like your online content and, and everything you share is you know what we're experiencing right here right now thank you what's the truth and 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 i think that's also again a testament to you and why it's going to continue to grow and why organically it's grown uh, and you have such an amazing you know in fan base and 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 engagement as well so you know you've done blogs you've done recipes you've published a book um you know all that was that again part of the journey or was that just a byproduct of you know being able to reach more people and wanting to share more of what you do definitely not a part of the journey uh, all things that are amazing I guess life goals that I you know if I had thought about it and you know you think what an amazing amazing thing to be able to do is write a book about your journey but mm. again because I hadn't been through a journey writing a book was not something that was ever on my cards and writing a recipe book again was you know I, I loved food and I grew up with a foodie family but it wasn't something that really was something I thought about or you know had put much time and effort into until I realized how many people actually liked recreating my recipes or how many people wanted to hear my journey from Mm -hmm. start to finish and Mm. sending them back over 5,000 social media posts is not a great way to read it's not very good time so So true it was trying to find an easy way to for people to be able to digest what I've been through and hopefully take some pointers away from it um But none of these things were things that I had planned. Um, And they were all opportunities that came up, but they were opportunities that even though they petrified me and I wasn't sure about it at the time, I said yes. Uh, And I grabbed these opportunities with both hands. And because of that, more opportunities kept coming. And I was open to these opportunities. Uh, Love that. Yeah, I think it's just it's not closing yourself off or being limited by what you feel like you you can't do, you're not capable Mm. of doing. Mm. And giving things a go. Um, for me, public speaking was something that I, I never thought I would, you know, travel around New Zealand <laughs> and speak at different events and, yeah. you know, hold these motivational talks. But it's one of the most powerful things for me that has 
has grown me into such a strong person and given me such confidence too. And knowing that people resonate with my message and what I have to share is, is really amazing. Uh, but when I first said yes to my first speaking opportunity, it was to a thousand women. And I remember saying yes and then being like, what have I done? Why? <laughs> and I'm walking on stage and I'm shaking. I'm so scared, but I did it. And after that, it was like, wow, you did it. And you didn't absolutely balls it up. You know, it was wasn't great, but it was okay. Yeah, yeah. And that was a, you know, I was like, right, if I keep practicing this and I can, you know, I can get this better. And it's something that I actually can do. So I think it's saying yes to opportunities is, Good. is huge as well. And pushing yeah. yourself outside of what you believe is your comfort zone. Awesome. Awesome. What's next for you? What's next for you as an individual? What's next for you and on the business and, you know, the business journey? I know you mentioned earlier the clothing brand or a new business about to, to launch as well. You know, can you share much about that or is that a little bit yeah. still? No, absolutely. So I, along my journey, what I struggle with the most being a size 28 female is finding active wear that not only fit me, but also performed and made me feel good. I wanted to feel like my size 12 friends and mm. I never could. I never felt I could look trendy or cool and have active mm. wear that actually worked. And this is what I want to want to create. And I want to create an active wear for all sizes, for all shapes, uh, for women to feel fabulous. And I'm, yeah, I'm just so excited for this next step. Um, Amazing. We are launching on December the 6th. So it's not too far away. Uh, totally. It's Embrace, Embrace Active. So it's something that I am hugely passionate for. Um, and I, yeah, I want all women to feel fabulous in active wear. And I think Good. there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to. Great. So that is our, our next business goal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Personal goal is definitely to start a family. Uh, we were due to get married in March, but COVID postponed <laughs> that a little bit. So Bloody COVID. Yeah, hey, we've rebooked in a date of November 20th. So Amazing. we're looking good right now, but you know, so much can change. So we're just we're fingers crossed for the best. Totally, everyone, fingers crossed. We want to, yeah, start trying for a family. So that's Amazing. definitely Amazing. my personal goal. And, good. good. Yeah, and just to continue it. to be happy and try and make the most of every day. Good. Good. Of, I love your mindset. Even what you just said, though, you just can, even at the start, like one of your proudest moments personally was to have, you know, the family, the, the partner and just live a, a happy and fulfilled life. And even then, just continue being happy. I think, like you said, you sort of start to realize as you go through the journey, what is really important. It is, uh, and as you yeah. get older, like you strip it all back. And I yeah. think COVID something that really showed that, like when that hit, you could take everything away from you. And if I had my family, if I had my, my partner, True. my family's health and my little dog, that's all that yeah. I cared about. I True. didn't, I didn't care about my handbag sitting on my wardrobe. Yeah. I didn't yeah. give a shit about my car in the garage. None of that mattered. You know, yeah. like you could take all of that away tomorrow and I'd still fundamentally be happy. And yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, that's good. And it's good that you're able, and, and I'm glad that, you know, someone like yourself has the platform like that you do to be able to share that message. No, oh, thank you. To be able to put that out there. Because it's true because, you know, like that is the reality of it. You know, if you can find that ultimate happiness and or fulfillment or whatever it is for the you know you out there, you know, life's good. Yeah. Happy days, you yeah, know, I love it. much to be thankful for. Agreed, agreed. What's one thing that you've learned over the journey, whether it be, you know, on your own personal weight loss or business or whatever it may be, that you learned that really just blew you away? That I, I mean, you're told it your whole life that if you set your mind towards something or on something that you can achieve it. And I think that has what has truly shocked me is that it, whether it, for me, it's, you know, weight loss, uh, business goals, personal goals. If, if I set it as a goal and I actually actively work towards it and not just say, oh, I want to achieve that, but set steps and plans and action plans to actually work towards that. There is nothing that I feel that I cannot achieve if I work mm. towards it. And that mm. for me is just, it's it's revolutionized my life. And I feel if I actually want something and I want it badly enough, I can work towards it and I can get to that point. And that's something mm. that I'm, yeah, I can't right. quite believe because I, you know, you've always sort of lived life and you set these boundaries and parameters and you think, oh no, that's only, some people can do that, but not everyone. But it's if you strip it all back, you've got the power within you to really Agreed. achieve whatever Agreed. you want to achieve. Agreed. Agreed. Very well said. Very well said. Do you remember the moment for you where you sort of said, wow, like this is real. Like what I'm doing now, whether it be like, you know, the influencer world or the weight loss, like, where you just said like, shit, this is real. Like I'm, I'm actually 
moving forward. I'm doing something. I'm impacting people. I'm getting a result. Other people are getting a result. Other people are feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, probably when I started receiving messages most weeks from women telling me that they had changed their life or their lifestyle because of me, uh, whether it was weight loss or mindset or um, organization, it just seeing that come through over and over, I thought, actually, this is making a difference. This is changing people's lives. And for me, that was probably about a year and a half in when I started receiving mm. messages quite frequently. And that is huge, knowing that even one other person was, you know, had make a change, had made a change in their life um, and it had impacted them in a positive way. Yeah. And then knowing that this was, this was hundreds of women, then it yeah. was thousands of women and men. Um, mm, mm, and that mm. for me was just, it was absolutely incredible. And it made that, it made every shit part of being online It made all yeah. the negative, it made all the crap, you know, that Love it. you get thrown at you every day. It made it worth it. And you think, mm, I'm, mm. I'm not going to give this up or I'm not going to mm. let them stop me because it is making an impact and it is changing people's lives. Agreed. I like that. And it's good. Like you said, like you started to say, the more, you know, there's so much positivity having for that very little, you know, a couple of messages you get here and there of whatever they're saying compared to the hundreds, if not thousands of positive, empowering, you know, lives that you've changed. How can you, how can you listen to that negativity when you've got so much positivity happening? And I think you're right. Like you hear, we do, we, we receive so much positive and then there's one little negative yeah. and it's that negative. Well, it'll overshadow all of the positive, but yeah. it's taking yourself back and being like, actually, yeah. there's so much more there. Correct. It is, you know, of the positive sort of Correct. view. And yeah. I need to focus on that because the yeah. positive just becomes sort of a bit normal. Yes. And then the negative becomes what we focus on. Whereas yeah. actually, if you take a look at it, you think, wow, okay, that is nothing in the scheme of Correct. it. You know? yeah. Why am I focusing on in that? In the grand scheme of it, there's a thousand people who have loved what I just said and two people who don't agree. Well, that's always going to happen. All well and good. You know, you maybe you can go and follow someone else then. But for you thousand people, I'm going to give you more of that, what I just gave you. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Love it. When it comes to social media space, as we sort of start to you know wrap it up now, you know, when it comes to social media, when it comes to putting yourself out there, when it comes to being authentic, when it comes to just being you, why do you think you've done it so well? Like, why do you think you've succeeded in this space when others maybe don't? It's not about what makes you special. It's like, why you? I'm sure there's other people out there trying to do what you've done uh, and, you know, good on them. But why have you got there? I think a few things. I think I have to take it back and be brutally honest. Timing of when I started mm. my journey was, I was lucky in timing. There wasn't anything like me online at that point or not as many, you know? And so I have to, I can't just say it's because I've got this personality and it is just totally. me. Um, yeah. But then I also think I have truly been myself from the get-go and I've continued throughout six years to, to be me. Yeah. Um, and to share all facets of my life, not just the positive. And I think people like that because things it's not always rainbows and sunshine and daisy. Like there yeah. is some shit parts of life <laughs> and that is the reality. Mm. And I think the more vulnerable you are and the more able you are to share those downfalls too, the more relatable you are. And I, I think that's a huge part cool. of my success cool. is, is the cool. fact that I... I can own my faults and I can own when I have absolutely effed up um, and I can own when stuff's just not going great. And that's, yeah. that's life and that's okay. You know, it's all well and good to share our highs. And I think that's so important, but I think it's also just as powerful to share the really tough things that we're going through because they make us human and everyone goes through yeah. them. There's yeah. no one yeah. that's not. Yeah. So and if you say you're not, well then, yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. You know, Couldn't agree it's more. not real. And no one feels able to relate to that yeah. fully, I think. Yeah. 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 Good. I like that. I love that. Mm. I like it. If you listen, guys, if you're listening, there it is. Just be you. Put it all out there. The good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, the anything and everything that comes with it. Because uh, you're going to connect with people more than ever. Uh, last, last question I have for you, Simone. And again, thank you for everything you've given. I'm sure there's tons and tons and tons of takeaways for the listeners. Has it, Was there ever something someone said to you or that maybe you heard indirectly that really stuck with you that you draw on like whether it's a thing of motivation or whether it's a whatever it may be 
has someone ever said something to you and, and it, it becomes like that burning internal fire for you? I think it's something that my mother actually said to me, and she's said to me my whole life, is that you've got one life to live, like one life. And if you live that trying to please others or live a life that others feel that is destined for you, you're never truly going to be happy. Uh, you have to live a life that is for you. You know, go out each day and find what, what makes you happy and what drives you. Because at the end of the day, you could spend your whole life trying to please others and trying to, you know, live the life that grandma or your auntie wants for you. But at the end of the day, that's never going to give you the fulfillment you yeah. want. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. it's focusing, stripping it all back and, and, you know, looking at it, what do you want in life? What do you want to take away from mm. life? And it's going to be so different for everyone. And that's Correct. what's amazing. But it has to be what you, you want to yeah. achieve. And I think, yeah, that's probably the most powerful thing. And I thought, actually, the only person I need to please in life is me. You know? And if I'm happy... Everyone else around you will just feel that, and then naturally they're going to be, oh wow, she's happy. I can be happy too, uh, and then you can share some of those strategies. Simone, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, look, this has been incredible. I know you mentioned a bit about the business. You know, December sixth. Where should people follow you? Where do they find you? For those who don't follow you already, um, yeah, where would it be the best space for people to to watch your journey and follow you on the on, on the amazing journey you're about to go on? Oh, thank you. You're amazing. I have a Facebook page, which is Simone's Journey to Health. And then I have an Instagram, which is probably my favorite place to send people to if they've got Instagram, because I share a lot of story functions on there and yeah. just just some, you know, really natural behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> see a lot more of my day to day. So yeah, yes, I'm yeah. good. I'll make sure I put it in the show notes to everybody oh, as well. Thank you. To, um, to, easily, to easily get there. But again, thank you so much. Um, I, go, I hope you've had fun, me. most importantly, yeah, um, awesome. and I've been able to pass on some great content to the listeners uh, and the viewers. But again, for everyone else out there, thank you for tuning in today, and I look forward to capturing capturing on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us on that episode. What an incredible one it was! Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Remember, make today count and be great. <laughs>